Welcome to the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things EdTech a little easier to digest. I'm your host, Marshall Beyer. Today we're going to be diving into ways that you can check for understanding, but do so in a way that your students might, I dare say, have fun in the process. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. I'm your host, Marshall Beyer. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on Twitter at MarshallBeyer29, on Instagram at TechNTUSD, and Facebook at the same TechINTUSD. Today we're going to be talking about something that we as teachers do on a daily basis and multiple times a day, which is checking for understanding. I know when I'm talking and working with teachers and I bring up checking for understanding, usually I begin to see the glazed look come over their eyes. Also, this topic can become a little mundane for our students if they are just taking these formative assessments the same way each and every week. Then they begin to acquire that glazed look as well. I want this topic to be one that we do not get that glazed look because it is so essential. Today we're going to be talking about ways that we can check for understanding but do so in a way that our students will have fun in the process. So the first tool that we're going to dive in today is called Flipgrid. If you've not heard of Flipgrid, you have to check it out. It is awesome. So basically Flipgrid is a platform that you can foster discussions, have students showcase their learning and their understanding of topics all through video. As teachers, we can create grids, which are like classrooms, and within those grids, you can create topics, which are like assignments. You create your grid, post some topics, and then your students can post to the topics with video. As a teacher, you can decide how long the videos can be. You can set up the length for the videos to be as short as 15 seconds or as long as five minutes. You can choose to moderate the videos being posted to your topic. This means that you have to view the videos and approve them before they get posted for other students to view. You can also allow student to student replies, which allows students to reply to other students' videos with their own video. This is such a cool way to be able to hear from every single one of your students. As a teacher, I can go to a topic, watch all of my students' videos. You can provide feedback via either recording a video yourself or through written feedback. There is also a library of topics that you can search for and use with your students. This library is called the Disco Library. There you can search by audience such as elementary, middle, and high school, subjects such as digital citizenship, history, STEM, and goals like book talks, exit tickets, or aha moments slash what if scenarios. At the time of this recording, there are 5,758 topics in the library. There is so much to this tool, you have to go check it out. You can find it at flipgrid.com. The next tool we're gonna to be looking at is called Quizzes, and that is spelt Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. Quizzes is a platform that you can create self-paced quizzes to review, assess, and engage your students either in class or at home. With quizzes, you can either pick a quiz from the vast library of quizzes that other great educators have made, or 
you can easily create your own. Another cool thing about finding quizzes from the library is, let's say I'm wanting to make a quiz about the Gold Rush. As I'm searching the quizzes library, I find multiple quizzes that I like. As I'm looking at Let's say, for example, I find three quizzes that I like. There are questions from each quiz that I like. I can then go ahead, pull the questions from each quiz I found to make my own quiz. Once your quiz is ready, students play the quiz game either live in class together or they can play outside of the classroom in what's called homework mode. Quizzes is similar to another program called Kahoot, but personally, I like quizzes better. If you're familiar with Kahoot, the questions and the answers are projected up on the teacher screen, and instead of being A, B, C, D options, there are square, circle, triangle, and hexagon options. On the student screen, they only see the shapes, so they have to visually go back and forth between the teacher screen and their own screen to make their choices. With quizzes, everything is displayed on the student screen. They see the question and all the answers choices right there in front of them. To add a little flair to the quiz, after each question, the student will be presented with a meme depending on if they got the question correct or not. You can pick from a collection of memes that are already made, or you can get creative and create your own. After your class has taken a quiz, you can easily go back and view reports to see how the class did overall on each question and how students did individually. The way that the results are displayed makes it really easy to take a quick snapshot to see the areas that the class clearly understands and the areas that need a little more work. Another great feature is that you can share your quiz with other teachers. So if you're wanting to share with, let's say, your grade level, that can easily be done. All you have to do is open a quiz. On the right-hand side, you will see the share button. Click the share button, enter the teacher's email address that they used to create their quizzes account, and boom, there you go. You could also share it on Twitter, Facebook, or copy the URL to your quiz and share it that way. Okay, so I have a question for you. Have you found a great video to share with your students and you want them to watch it, but you just wish there was a way that you could ensure that they're going to be engaged while they're watching it? Well, if this is true, I have a tool for you. Insert Edpuzzle. Edpuzzle is a service that allows you to share videos with your students and ensure that they are watching them. Not only will you know if they watched it, but you will also see how many times they've watched it and if they understand the content in the video. You can check for their understanding because you can insert questions throughout the video. The video will stop playing, display your question, and students have to answer. You can also set it up where students cannot skip a question. They have to answer it to continue watching the video. Edpuzzle has a nice library of videos that teachers can pull from and post right into their classroom. Teachers can pull videos from YouTube, Khan Academy, National Geographic, just to name a few, or they can record and upload their own videos. You can even edit the question sets from videos you find in the Edpuzzle library. Getting students into your Edpuzzle class couldn't be easier. You can either invite the students by giving them a direct link to your classroom or import them from Google Classroom. If you're wanting to incorporate video in your classroom, Edpuzzle is a nice way to go. I remember as a kid walking back to our classroom library and stumbling upon a choose your own adventure book. I wasn't sure exactly what it entailed, but I knew I was intrigued. I loved the idea of having a say in how the story laid out. I would often reread the story, choosing other paths to see what other outcomes there were. Now, you might be wondering, why is Marshall talking about a book he read as a kid? Well, this directly leads to our final way to check for understanding in a way that our students will have fun, which is creating a choose-your-own-adventure game with Google Slides. In Google Slides, you can achieve this by laying out your story, which could be whatever content you're looking to review, and on each slide, it takes your students through some content, and then 
then ask them to choose, let's say, two options. Depending on which option they choose, it will take them to a specific slide in the presentation. You can do this by adding a hyperlink to a slide in the presentation. To do this, you highlight the text that you want to turn into one of your options, go to Insert, and choose Link. Then, instead of inserting a URL, you would choose Slide in this presentation. From there, you would choose where you wanted the students to go if they chose that specific option. You can set it up where if they choose the correct option, it continues them through the review. If they choose the wrong option, it could lead them to a review slide with an explanation of the skill or even have a video that's embedded that explains the skill. You can then have options that will bring the students back to the original path so they can reach the final slide. On that final slide, you could even have a link to a Google Form quiz or one of the other tools that we talked about in this episode to even check for understanding further. Once you have your choosing your own adventure slide review all set up, you can publish it to the web so the students do not see the film strip with all the upcoming slides on the side. To do this, head on up to File, then Publish to the Web. From there, you'll want to make sure that the Start Slideshow as soon as player loads and Restart Slideshow after the last slide are not checked. You want the students to be able to control the slideshow. You can then click on Published content and settings to require viewers to sign in with your school's domain to access the slideshow. Then click the publish button. It will give you a link that you can share with your students. The same kind of idea can be achieved with Google Forms, but that is something that we're going to cover in a future episode. So that concludes episode four of the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. Check out the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech blog to see more fun and engaging ways to check for understanding that we did not discuss in this episode. That can be found at takingabiteoutofedtech.blogspot.com. Also, make sure to check out the show notes for this episode with links to all the programs that we discussed today. The show notes can be found on the podcast website at bit.ly slash takingabiteoutofedtechpodcast. From there, you can click on the show notes tab to access the notes from this episode and all previous episodes. Make sure to connect with me on social media. I'm always looking to connect with great people and expand my PLN. For the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things EdTech a little easier to digest, this is Marshall Byer signing off. I'll catch you next time.